This is National Native News. I'm Antonia Gonzalez. The Mashantucket Pequot Tribal Nations Farm in Connecticut is thriving since its establishment eight years ago. Back then, the land was a largely unused wooded area near the reservation. Edwin J. Vieira has an update. Mishanook Farm is home to livestock and several greenhouses growing a bevy of crops. Tribe Agricultural Director Jeremy Whipple spearheaded the project, and this year, the University of Connecticut Extension helped establish a youth engagement group for agriculture training. Whipple says the training's focus is to strengthen the tribal community and establish self-sufficiency. Trying to get the membership and everybody on the same page on growing and you know bringing back our traditional roots for gardening and our culture. One aim is to teach the importance of good nutrition to members of the tribe dealing with health issues. The U.S. Department of Agriculture has funded the project for an additional four years due to its success. Whipple says he hopes to expand the farm and will apply for grants to add a meat processing facility and an event space for classes. For now, though, Whipple and his cohort of farmers are looking to add more greenhouses. While some of the food grown at Michonoke Farm is sold, most of it goes to a tribal food assistance program. Right now, we have 180 members that are signed up for the program, and the grant reimburses the farm $70 a box that we give out. So that's how, you know, the USDA actually compensates us for feeding the community healthy food. Members of the tribe receive a box of vegetables every two weeks during the growing season. This is Edwin J. Vieira. This story was produced with original reporting from Janice Roman for WSHU. The movie adaptation of David Grant's book, Killers of the Flower Moon, premiered a few weeks ago. It examines the reign of terror, the mass murder of the Osage Nation in Oklahoma during the 1920s for oil money. KUNC's Emma Van Denindy reports on what some Osage people have to say about the film. Many Osage people were impressed with how director Martin Scorsese reflected Osage culture in the movie. Not only did he choose to film in Oklahoma, but he met with tribal members to ensure cultural accuracy, from the clothing to the language. Some Osage people, like Colorado resident Tink Tinker, would have liked Scorsese to portray the movie from an indigenous perspective. Unfortunately, he's a white man who's working with white money and selling a movie to a largely non-native audience, so he couldn't take the risk of putting the Osages in the center of the stage. It's not the only criticism the movie has received. Some think the nearly three-and-a-half-hour movie is too long. But Tinker and other Osage people are happy the story is finally being shared, as many Americans are unaware. Jay Kilby Reed, another Colorado Osage member, says he'd often tell his family's history to friends and be met with skepticism. I've had so many people that have texted me and been like, this Leonardo DiCaprio movie, is this the story you were telling me years ago? And I'm like, yes. This movie is part of a recent rise in indigenous stories and creators in the spotlight. But Jeffrey Standing Bear, the principal chief of the Osage tribe, says action is key to keep lingering racism at bay. If you don't say nothing, if you just sit back there and watch it, you're complicit in murder. You're complicit in what's going on. You got to understand this is a true story and it can happen again. Standing Bear, along with other Osage people, Hope this movie will serve as a catalyst for others to learn more about their history. For National Native News, I'm Emma Vandenindy. U.S. Senator Lisa Murkowski, vice chair of the U.S. Senate Committee on Indian Affairs, is holding a field hearing in Bethel, Alaska, Friday on the impact of salmon declines on Alaska Native communities along Arctic Yukon and Kuskokwim Rivers. The hearing will be followed by a listening session. It will be streamed online and broadcast on KYUK. I'm Antonia Gonzalez. 
National Native News is produced by Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation with funding by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Support by Vision Maker Media, envisioning a world changed and healed by understanding Native stories and the public conversations they generate. 45 plus years of Native stories and Indigenous knowledge through film and media can be found at visionmakermedia.org. Support by Drummond Woodsum, a full-service law firm whose nationally recognized tribal nations practice provides services to tribal nations and their enterprises and to companies that do business with tribes across the country. More at dwmlaw.com. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.